Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, December 10th day, 2022. Coming right up, it's the Book of Psalms, Chapter 36. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel Podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing, marketing, advertising, helping with the website, helping with this podcast, whatever God-given talents you have. God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This Bible teaching podcast is only possible with your donations. Give it up for God and your whole human family at companionchapel.com. How are you blessing others with the blessings God has given you? Companion Chapel is located at number 338, side road 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, N0G2N0. And the phone number here is 509 Seven, six. Now, please turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 36, a psalm of David, servant of the Lord, in view of, or a prayer concerning, praise in view of Psalms 22, that epic psalm that we just covered a couple lessons ago. Chapter 36 of the book of Psalms, verse 1. The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. The transgressions. This means sin against God's lawful authority of love and mercy. And within my heart, well, David's penning this, and this always looks forward to the true David. They don't care about God. They just don't care. Verse 2. For he flattereth himself in his own eyes until his iniquity be found to be hateful. This is a big deal here. Iniquity is hateful. They're perverse, morally deprived, ethically depraved, spiritually corrupt and socially corrupt ways may get them ahead in their minds in the rat race. But the penalty of sin is calamity and misery, never inner peace. And we pray for these people. Come on, man, give it up because we want to get on with the eternity. You're fueling Satan. And What's this mean? Flattereth himself with their own eyes. You know who's the great flatterer of all time? He is the treasure of the world. He is the schoolmaster of planet Earth right now in the ways and things of the world. Doubt is his currency. Doubt is Satan's currency. Doubt is what gives Satan his power. Doubt is Satan's precious commodity. Doubt is what Satan traffics. It is his merchandise. Doubt is Satan's way of competing with the truth. Mankind has come up with a volume of knowledge that society has deemed fit for learning. It is loaded with inconsistencies, theories, pseudoscience, hypotheses, speculators, which translates into doubts. Doubt is the denominator of controversy. The Word of God is permanently consistent. It answers every logical and moral objection known to mankind. God's word is the unchanging principle resolve 
of a divine higher power written in the councils of eternity. It covers infinity back to this present day to infinity forward. People flatter themselves with doubts. Verse 3, the words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He hath left off to be wise and to do good. He doesn't care. Remember Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And let's go to James 3.6 right now. Because that talks more about the power of the tongue. Things people say, their thoughts, their intents, their actions. James 3.6. Now I'm going to translate this properly. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. There's that word again, iniquity. Ezekiel chapter 28, iniquity was found in Satan. He is the great uh, instigator of iniquity and mankind perpetuates it. So is the tongue among our members. It defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. It says course of nature, but this word is actually genealogies in the manuscripts. It sets on fire the course of time, the ages, genealogies, and it is set on fire of hell. Thank you, James. You just lay it down like it should be. That's what people just carry on and carry on. Let's see what else we got here. Verse 4, he devises mischief upon his bed. That means he thinks about it. He connives it. He lets it rip through his mind day and night. He setteth himself in a way that is not good. He abhorreth not evil. That's, you know, it's being said here. It's always looking at others for personal gratification. Every situation is viewed as what's in it for me. All humanitarian patronage comes with an underlying personal agenda. A detached concern, also known as lip service. Benevolence is sourced from their excess. People will put on a good front. Look how much I gave. Look at, well, look into it sometimes, especially the richest people in the world, because that verse applies to them. Verse 6 Thy righteousness is like the great mountain. Oh, wait, verse 5 Thy mercy, O Lord. Now we're going back to the... Now we're going to change subject here. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. That is God's lawful authority. Satan's authority is sin against God's lawful authority of love and mercy. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. That's unmovable, consistent. Thy judgments are are a great deep. Hebrews chapter 4. Remember, God knows your thoughts and intents in real time. Remember, we've been reduced and restricted here to just above the, at the top of the food chain. We have to remember that one third followed Satan in the age that was, as it's written. Where's the other two thirds? One third is us. We are the sinners. We are the ones that had to pass through the matrix once, born innocent of woman, to come to terms with what it is inside of us that we are holding iniquities. And we have to come to terms with it. We have to say sorry, ask for forgiveness, repent to the Lord Jesus Christ. So God, our Father Yahweh, can reconcile us through the Lord Jesus Christ. God knows your thoughts and intents in real time. You know, get over this whole flesh and blood thing, thinking that, oh yeah, we are all that in a bag of chips. We've been reduced and restricted. We barely know anything. You know, we've just let a little bit of doubt, and we just 
peddle Satan's currency. Be careful. Be careful about that. Hebrews chapter 4. He knows your thoughts and intents in real time. It's written in the Psalms also. And there is nothing hid that shall not be revealed. God knows your thoughts and intents. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. He is the God of perpetual life. 7. How excellent is thy, right, is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Remember Deuteronomy chapter 32, our victory song, when God says he, he takes care of you. He, he uses the analogy of a, an eagle under their wings. If you ever go up to an eagle's nest when there's little babies there and you stick your hand in there, you're, you're not gonna, your hand's going to be mangled. He will protect you. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. It's being said here. Yahweh Jareh. Yahweh, our Father, will provide. Psalms 23.1 He is your shepherd and you shall not want another. He is your shepherd, your good shepherd, your great shepherd, your chief shepherd. Yahweh Jareh. God will provide the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the rivers of thy pleasures. Referring to the living waters, the waters of life of Revelation chapter 21. For with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light we shall see light. Remember what the light is. The light is the truth. And the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And our Lord Jesus Christ is that unique light giver. We are children of the day, and that's what we follow. Verse 10, O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee. Well, this is a big verse. Thy loving kindness unto them that know thee. Well, we're going to have to go to Jeremiah chapter 9. Or Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 9. But let him that glorious, the Hebrew word here for glorious is halal. It means celebrate. So I'm just going to read this verse right out of the manuscripts. But let him that celebrate, celebrate in this, that he understandeth and knoweth that knoweth me that I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Let him celebrate in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Paul reiterated this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31. Exercise. That's the third psalm in a row where we're instructed to exercise. Not your biceps. Like keep in shape. Exercise your spiritual body. Get it in shape. Doesn't matter who you are. Exercise your spiritual body. We all are part of the human family. Loving kindness unto them that know me. Now remember Matthew 7, 23. Jesus Christ says the most mortifying words. I hope nobody out there ever hears these. Depart from me. You never took the time to get to know me. You didn't get to know me. And thy righteousness to the upright in heart. You can't romanticize who you think God is. A lot of people say to me, well, that's not the God I know. That's not the God I went to church. Well, you know what? Always translate within the Bible. 
And that's all there is to it. The Bible contains its own glossary. You go right down to the etymology of the word, you find a remnant of truth like myself who takes the time, for example, six to ten hours a day to study before a podcast like this. And I can tell you, the glossary of the Bible lies within the Bible. The interpretation of the Bible lies within the glossary. The glossary you can find that is the threads that run through the Bible. And the threads that run through the Bible make up the structural fabric of the key of David itself for understanding. It is the spirit of prophecy, the intellect of the sacred testimony, is our Lord Jesus Christ, the living word. Verse 11, let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked remove me. Now watch it. Don't risk being dragged down with them. Okay, and don't let yourself get puffed up because you've memorized a couple verses or you've made some money, you got a new car, you bought a house with some extra bedrooms, you got the new lawn, you got some nice threads on. Like, watch it, man. God only, God will, will let you know that that stuff will let you down. There's nothing you can buy that's not going to let you down. It will never love you back. You know what's free? The love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thy loving kindness for those that get to know him. You can't romanticize who you think God is. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy eternal life. You can't buy faith. 12. They are the workers of iniquity. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Again, don't risk being dragged down by them. I'm telling you something right now. That most sin, the punishment lies within the sin. For example, jealousies, envies, attitudes of obscene entitlement. You're constantly going to be let down. Any greeds, gluttonies, anxieties, worries, fears is just lack of faith. Get a working knowledge of the Bible. Well, I hope you enjoyed Psalms chapter 36. My name is Mike. I'm asking you, please get a hold of me. Ask me questions. Email me at companionchapel at gmail.com. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourselves the greatest day, and bye for now.